He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd hole. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you as always. We are the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Head over to GolfOklahoma.org. GolfOklahoma.org. Check it all out. Great state uh, for the game of golf. It's been great with OU, OSU, all the guys on the tour making noise. And we had some guys on the tour make some noise this week, namely... One Mr. Victor Hovland, who did not need a dramatic birdie at the 18th to seal his win at Mayakoba. No, 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 no. He lapped the field on Sunday, went on to a four-shot victory over Carlos Ortiz. Carlos Ortiz made a 30-footer for par on 18. Otherwise, he would have won by five. It was a runaway for Victor Hovland. And tell you what, guys, I think he likes himself some Mayakoba. He loves himself some Mayakopa. Victory for Victor Hovland this week. Obviously, 23 under. What a dominating ball striking performance by Victor Hovland. Uh, gained 3.81 shots on the field. Uh, 73% driving accuracy. 76% of the greens. And almost averaged 300 yards off the tee. I mean, that's pretty hard to beat, huh, T-Dub? Man, I, there's no doubt about that. And I'll tell you what made the difference yesterday. It was the putter. I mean, he, he just made flat out made putts. Mm-hmm. And... If he would have putted like this in the Ryder Cup, I mean, the Europeans wouldn't have won by any stretch, but he would have gotten some points for him. I mean, you go look at the of the tape of Hovland at the Ryder Cup and look at him yesterday. It's not even the same guy putting. He was missing everything left at the Ryder Cup. Yeah, he was setting up with it closed and coming. I mean, just like the putter. They had a couple down the line yesterday where he was lined up exactly where the line on his ball had it, and it was a spiral showcase right into the center of the hole. And, and the putter head is actually releasing now. He's mm-hmm. not cutting across it. So, I mean, Victor, with I mean, I, close I, face. I feel like yep. he listened to our show. And that's <laughs> and, and because we told him exactly what he needed to do, and all of a sudden he made every. I mean, what was it on eleven? He made a good putt on even on seventeen. He made mm-hmm. a good putt coming in, and then he made a couple of other putts on the front. I mean, it was whenever you're able to do that and make birdies, because at that point you're telling people, "Hey, come get me, come come beat the right. score I'm going to beat." And when you go and shoot sixty seven, when you already have a two shot lead, I right. mean, it's it's hard to catch that, especially on that course. Well, yeah, do you guys think that Victor Hovland is in that elite group of guys now? Where if he's on top of his game, he's unbeatable. Like as such as like a Rory or a DJ, when they're on top of their games, Brooks Kepka is on that list. So is John Rom. I think there's about five or six guys. Would you consider Hovland on that list when he's putting like he did this week? Is he borderline unbeatable? I don't know if I'll go to the unbeatable category yet. I think that there are some guys, and and it's hard to differentiate because some guys can just. Go sick low. DJ, Rom, Bryson are the, are the ones that we've Bryson seen. Go sick, yep. sick low. Um, Rory can go sick, sick low. Morikawa. Hovland, Morikawa, yep. yeah. It's tough right now. You know, Hovland, this is his third PGA Tour win, uh, which, by the way, at some point, he probably will win in the United States, but he hadn't done it yet. Yeah. He's won in Puerto Rico and twice at Mayakoba. So still none in the U.S. I don't think I've got him quite on that level yet, but he's certainly on a level where if he brings his A game, somebody's going to have to play really really well it, to beat him. But I, I do think at times we've seen that where we've seen some of the, the the times where he finishes second or third where he's had close to his A game, if not his A game, and somebody just beat him by one or two. 
Whereas this week, he had his A game and nobody else really did. I mean, JT's B game, um, you know, Gooch for a while, for three days had his A game, faded on Sunday. But I think that's kind of where I have Hovland right now. You, you mentioned Morikawa, right? And and that's kind of what this tournament reminded me of was every big putt that Victor Hovland needed to make, he made just like Victor Hovland. I mean, just like Morikawa did in the Open Championship. And, and I think that they have similar games. I'd love to see you know, a battle between the two. Uh, I think that your Victor Hovland can, I mean, sorry, I keep getting them confused. They're, they're the same I, age. I think it's that your Colin Morikawa comparison is very good. Um, by the way, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention our guy Taylor Gooch. Still a great week, tied for 11th. Unfortunately, he was the only person to shoot over par on Sunday in the top 25. But, guys, I mean, I think that Taylor, I keep trying to say Victor Hovland today. I don't understand why, but I think Taylor Gooch is on his way to a breakout season because I loved a lot of things that I saw from him. I think that he just got a little bit of bad momentum after he bogeyed number five, the par five. Well, I hope it works out like that because I got the steal of our uh, FedEx cut, or what are we calling it? The purse draft or the purse league? Uh, the purse draft, yeah. The, per- the purse league. Yeah. Because TG basically gave us the punishment. Whoever comes in last has to carry the purse whenever we're all three together. And Taylor, you got Gooch. Uh, I'm trying to remember how the. The picks were, were you last? Was it the 30th so. pick or was it the 28th? It was the last round. I just can't remember if you picked first in the last round or last in the last round. Who has Hovland? Uh, Hovland right here. Right Colby here. Pat? Yep. I got Hovland in the fourth round in between Sam Burns and Rory. So I'm assuming you took Rory and then I took Javi before you took Did uh, Sam Did anyone take uh, Ortiz in that draft? Carlos Ortiz, not Listed. Wow. Not even an alternate. That solo second is big. Yeah. By the uh, way, the, when's the, the 30-footer on the 18 made him $144,000 extra dollars. Nice. That's a clutch putt. When's the last time you guys saw a tournament where it went one, two, three, four, no ties? Oh, it's been a minute. That's, That's a good point. It's been well, a minute. We, we went however long where we had a playoff every week. So mm-hmm. It was 23, and then Carlos Ortiz, 19, JT, 18, Scheffler, 17, Neiman, uh, 16, right alongside Matthew Wolf. Good week for Matthew Wolf, by the mm-hmm. way. Saturday killed him. The Saturday, 74, when a few other guys were going low. The 64 for JT, the 62 for Hovland. Gooch had the uh, 63 on Saturday, and then he went 74 on Sunday, finished with a double bogey on 18. Uh, but really a good week for the OSU guys, Hovland, Wolf. Uh, both in the top five, Holland obviously gets the win, and then Taylor Gooch down at 11th, and then Abe Answer, the Sooner. He's right in there at T7 alongside Sergio, Andrew Landry, and Danny Lee. Uh, obviously, Wolf had a lot of other things going on, but just on the golf course when he was struggling, it was his driver, which was you know the problem in his It game. wasn't on the planet. Uh-huh, exactly, and he hit 73% of his fairways this week, uh, and it wasn't necessarily the easiest driving course ever. It wasn't hard. like to. I mean, it wasn't, you know... If you hit it offline, and we saw Taylor Gooch, like that's where he's kind of struggling on on Sundays. Once he gets under the gun, he tends to miss that driver a little left. Right, we saw Scheffler hit it in the mangroves on what was it fourteen? I think there yep. was a lot of and people hitting in this stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, T- uh, TG said that he got interviewed after his great round on Saturday, and he said that this course reminded him a lot of Carson Creek in a way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well. Co- Unless you're playing the third up tees, Carson Creek is under 7,000 yards. So I think there's a little bit of difference there because I played it at 7,400, and it's not very fun at all. Wide fairways, but if you get off of them, you're in trouble. I think we played it longer than 7,400. It was about 70. And we also played in 40-mile-an-hour wins. Because we went to the furthest back just for fun. Me and Taylor played it one time, and we went and teed it up basically where our back foot was on the rough line of every tee box as far back as we could go. Uh, Wind was legitimately blowing 40 miles an hour. Par fours were three shots. Under 100? I shot 95, Taylor shot 90. 
You I, shot 90? I shot 90. You didn't make a birdie. I had 11 fairways, too. <laughs> wow. I, I had the only birdie, and it was uh, driver three wood on a par four. Dri- wow. Driver three wood on a par four. I hit it like 20 feet and accidentally made you it. You shot that 95 was... with a birdie? Yeah. Wow. It was a good 95. We weren't playing lost ball either. <laughs> no, number 10 at Carson out there, a par, par four. Uh, I went driver, five iron, eight iron. It's got to be the hardest hole I out was, there. I was short me. in three. I was short in three. I mean, that was – what was the day last week, Wednesday or whatever, when the wind blew 40 miles an hour? Like, what, what was the day, saying that you tweeted out that if you played golf in Oklahoma – You're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. That was basically how hard yeah. it was going. It was like that. <laughs> and we played Carson from 7,600 that day. So, it was a lot of fun. So, so, this course may have looked like Carson, but it wasn't playing as long as Carson. But I was surprised at the amount of drivers that I saw a lot of players hit. So, it definitely wasn't like – it It didn't get narrower the further you hit it. Here, here's you were also watching Hovland – because that's who was playing good on TV, and he just was striping the driver. Here's my question. He was hitting a lot of drivers. Wolf hit a lot of drivers. Well, except for on the first few days. Did Hovland get another driver overnighted to him, or did he play with John Huss' backup driver the entire week? He did. He said the driver shaft was... the entire week? Yeah, the shaft at least. Okay, The the shaft was, they said, shorter than his usual one. Okay, so last week on Wednesday, Hovland is on the range. Danny Lee's next to him. Danny Lee's been doing a lot of the speed training stuff, trying to get his numbers up, Mm -hmm. and Hovland's talking to him, and Hovland's like, hey, hit my driver i want to see if you get more ball speed if you use a driver that's an inch longer so danny lee swings out of his shoes as hard as he possibly can victor Holland's driver breaks into three pieces shaft broken a couple different places driver breaks into three pieces <laughs> victor hovland hovland's like laughing his caddy's concerned does not have a backup driver on site didn't bring one with him tournaments in mexico there are no equipment trucks on site so that Victor Hall is now without me. a driver, yeah. but I guess John Huh was there and hanging out and watching this. And so he's talking to John Huh. John Huh had a backup driver that had almost the exact same specs as what Hovland plays. And John Huh allowed Hovland to use his backup driver for the week, and Hovland laps the field. I think Hovland's going to keep that driver, and he's just going to buy John Huh <laughs> a new one. Yeah, 100%. How weird is that that tur vans weren't in a tur van? Or equipment trucks weren't in a tur van? I wonder. It's weird because Golf Channel coverage was limited to no PGA Tour Live whenever they leave the U.S. Might be Mexican, uh, you know, COVID rules or something. Obviously, no shot link again. No shot link. It's, yeah. But when they went to Bermuda, we didn't have any of that. When they go to Mexico, we never have any of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they had. I don't know if they took trucks down there pre-COVID either, though. I mean, maybe they did. I don't know, but I would assume they did. You would before. think, yeah. Maybe. That's just weird to think of. Oh, it is. Know? It is, because, I mean, yeah, like a situation like that, I would imagine in the future, you know, somebody like Victor Hovland will, will ask themselves, are there trucks on site this week? No? All right, I'm taking a backup driver. You know, <laughs> take extra clubs yeah. just in case. You well, never that, know. That's something that, you know, that's the different, you know, people look at Bryson or someone who's real analytical or someone who looks at the game by numbers and then a field player, but that's something that, like, a normal player doesn't think about is taking extra clubs. But when an analytical person like Bryson, he probably has 50 extra clubs, mm-hmm. you know, on site. But someone like Hovland, more chill, laid-back field player, probably doesn't th- think about that stuff, which is one of the reasons he didn't have a driver. Well, maybe he didn't realize that there weren't trucks there. Who knows? Because it's yeah. so weird. Could be. Well, I don't know because, you know, I uh, pretty much everybody who, like when we were going to Hawaii, for instance, in college. When you were going where? To Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> when we were going to Hawaii, got your hat on the way, but on, on today, by the way, uh, all of our teammates would bring backup heads to their drivers at least. Yeah, that's smart. So, I don't that's know. That is smart. Yeah. When we played the, when we played in the valley this summer, I had an extra driver shaft in my garage, and I just grabbed it and threw it in the car just in case. Yeah. I'm like, hey, just in case you got pissed, my brakes. I'll. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't break a driver shaft at this point in my life. Now, 
Nah. I think the only thing I bring, bring knock ex- on wood. <laughs> the only thing I bring extra is a putter in case I start putting like shit and I got to change. <laughs> See, I can't do that. I've I've used the same putter with the same stroke for like seven years and haven't haven't changed. I'm loyal. Got to be loyal to the putter, man. The putter knows. If you leave it, it knows. Mm-hmm. That's why Tiger didn't putt very well with the Scotty until it started. Uh, he got a few more rounds with it. Then that's how he won the 2019 Masters. Gave it a timeout. Gave yeah. it a little timeout. Uh, why doesn't everybody go over to Ring Family Dentistry? See our fans over there. They uh, they treat families of all ages. They're a family business. They go out of their way to ensure all treatment is as comfortable as possible. They have all of the leading edge technology, delivering same day crowns for more than 20 years. They have implants and clear liner orthodontics. All decisions are made by the patient. They have a simple philosophy. Work with what you have, save what you can, and replace what you can't. While some dentists can overtreat, it is their philosophy that patients in their office should only have done what they absolutely need. If they can't show why treatment is needed, they won't prescribe it. They explain their opinion, answer any questions, and ultimately leave all decisions to the patient. Gentlemen, I, can I, I got... Go ahead, real go ahead. Quick, but, real quick. but I want to give it up to myself here in a second. Okay, but give it ahead. up to yourself real quick. I want to give it up to myself because I entered a DraftKings pool this week with 100 entries, numero uno, with that lineup I gave out last week, boys. Very I, nice. I had four of the top seven yeah. with Hovland, Answer, Neiman, and Danny Lee. Gary Higo was a T64 for me, uh, so Higo not very low this week at Mayakoba. And then our guy, Matt Down, Matt Down, Matt Down. Missed the cut. Imagine how high I would have finished if he didn't miss the cut. <laughs> By that the way, I would have been cut. dominating in DraftKings recently. I had a good, I had a good yes. lineup too. Yes, I mean, I mean, I had a, another guy, as well. another yeah. one of my picks, Taylor Gooch. I picked him. Is it a blessing or a curse? A curse that I picked Taylor Gooch. Uh good question. I'm based on the uh, the final three hole result from Sunday. I'm going to say a curse. I'm going to say think a curse. So? Well, no. because, I think no, he finishes eleventh. But yeah, I, I feel like you were trying. Not to jinx him on Twitter. Yeah. And by trying not to jinx him, I think you jinxed him. Because you were like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. But I didn't I, tweet I about Taylor the whole week. But the universe knew. The universe knew. You can't hide. I couldn't, the, you can't lie I to the couldn't universe. resist just at least letting people know, hey, my guy's doing it again. Right? You're like, I picked him. I picked him. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's one thing I do want to say about TG and, and Matt Wolf because I think this is going to be the thing that takes him to the next level. You, you like, well, I'll just read off Matt Wolf right here. 61, 68, 74, 65. Now, here's TG. 64, 69, 63, 74. You know, I'm, we ha- if we can just eliminate the big number round, it's sort of like almost a better version of kind of what Ricky's going through right now, in a sense. Right. Where it's just like, he, he puts like two rounds together, and these guys are putting about three rounds together. You know, we play, but we play 72 holes. So, once these guys are able to just keep that same, fo- I don't even know if it's focus. I think it's just maybe confidence, or maybe it's just, maybe momentum, like you were saying earlier, Colby. Able to do that for 72 holes, these guys are going to start winning a lot. Yeah, I totally agree. Colby, do me a favor, grab your calculator for me. Calculator, Because, cut. uh, oh, OSU Cowboy Golf on Twitter tweeted this out earlier, and I'm curious at the total number uh, of money that these OSU players made in oh, this let's tournament. Oh, do it. So, let's do it. obviously, you had Javi, who had one million two hundred ninety-six thousand. All right. Okay. Then you had Matt Wolf, two hundred seventy-eight thousand one hundred. Okay. Then you had TG, uh, one hundred sixty thousand two hundred. 160,000 with a double on the last. Man. Yeah, man. 51st in the world still, yeah. by the way, with the double on the last. Yeah. Anyway, he could have. I wonder how high he would have jumped up 
Real quick. Uh, if he would have finished solo second, he would have jumped to 39th really? is all I know. Because that's I saw after Saturday's round, it was like, if the tournament ended now, this is where everyone would fall in the rankings. He would have well, been up to 39th. I think that this tournament was more of a positive than it was a I think so, too. He got, he got in the final group, which, you know, that's obviously a great experience. He'll be fine. He'll yeah. be fine. Okay, and then you have Chucky Three Sticks. He made $37,594. And then you had Ricky Fowler, who made $28,440. And then you had uh, Alexander Norin, who made $19,342. And then you had Kay Tway, who finished, uh, or who made $16,272. That is a grand total of $1,835,948. The OSU boys cleaned house in Mayakoba this week. Did y'all see the, I think it was Forbes that put it out. It may have been someone else. They had the inflation accounted who was mm-hmm. the richest athlete of all time. Yep. And what was it, three of the top five were golfers? It was yeah. Jack Nicholas, Tiger or Tiger Woods, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas were two, three, and four. Yep. Uh, MJ was one. One was MJ, MJ was one. five was Ronaldo. Yeah, right. and six was Floyd Mayweather. And I think, I think. Phil was oh, down there the at the five. bottom, too. Yeah, I only saw the top five. Yeah, and so. I can't remember who else was in there. But. Yeah. Yeah, Floyd, making some boxers up there. Play but. golf, kids. And that's why everybody... Everybody talks about, like, uh, you know, next year, the Players' Championship, they're giving away $3.6 million to the winner. That was the total career earnings for Arnold Palmer. And whenever people say stuff like that, I'm like, all right, context, Arnold's fine. Arnold's <laughs> doing okay. He made a pretty good living for himself based on what he did on the golf course. The, the GOATs from that era have more than been able to monetize what they did for, in the game of golf. By the way, I think the guy in this tournament that's making the most off-the-course was Abe answer your pick, and he had a sneaky top ten. Uh, Abe has been balling, man. He's yeah. just he's gotten really consistent. Where's he at now in the OWGR? 13th. I wonder thirteenth. So oh, so Hovland actually leapfrogged him this week. So now the highest ranked player in the state is a Cowboy. If Abe wins again, then the highest ranked player in the state would go back <laughs> to being a Sooner. Um, but yeah, Hovland sits in there at tenth. Trying to see if there was much movement. Uh, anywhere else. Like we said, Taylor Gooch moved up from 54 to 51. He had dropped a few spots after not playing for a couple of weeks. But 51, again, we talked about it whenever we had him on a few weeks. Just needs one really solid performance to get comfortably inside the top 50, and that's when you can start setting your own schedule and get yep. those free money events with the WGCs and play, play Augusta and all that stuff. You know what else I was surprised with yesterday, boys, was that JT came out and looked totally out of sync. He was hitting everything right yesterday. And, I mean, driving accuracy was only 44.6% on the week. Uh, Justin Thomas, I thought, might have been the favorite to win yesterday before the round started. And Victor Hovland went out and said, not so fast, my friend. Oh, no one was going to catch Hovland. You had to go stupid low to do it. I mean, Ortiz made almost every putt he looked at and still finished solo second. You know, one of the things when I was watching uh, the golf was that, uh, you know, because you mentioned JT, and it seemed like on one hole he hit it way left, and he tried to hit like this 80-yard snap hook. Mm-hmm. And all, and there was no benefit to doing this. Like, right. like, all you had to do was punch it out 40 yards, and then you'd have an easy wedge or nine iron in. The shot that killed him, though, was the second shot on the par five where he just blew it way right well, and then did it again with the driver. Yeah, should've, he should have. Yeah, he got but, extremely lucky yeah. to be able to find that ball. And I just – I think with JT, he's, he's so good – that he's even when he's not playing his best, he still can be top five or ten, especially on a course that yeah, he likes. Yeah, I'm talking about how out of sync he was yesterday, and he shot two under. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. He just yeah. knows he knows how to get in the hole, even when he's not playing very good, mm-hmm. which is a sign of a, a top five player in the world. And, and JT, you know how I said that TG uh, bogey number five, uh, Justin Thomas did as well. 
Yeah. Or no, I think he three putted for par. But either way, the momentum on that number five was huge for JT and J- JT did three putt for par yeah. on that hole. A hole that he had birdied the three previous days. So yeah. uh how many birdies did he make for the week? Twenty four birdies for the week. Victor Holland made twenty eight birdies for the week for a four round tournament. That is Whew, that's some good golf. Yeah. And here's here's kind of the point we're talking about. You talked about how JT looked out of sync. His worst round on the week was sixty nine. You know, and nice. so nice. yeah, very nice. Didn't yeah. didn't didn't you in the seventies? So then, whenever you throw in a couple of rounds of seventy three or four in there, that are because that's the thing too is like you didn't just shoot in the seventies, you shoot mid seventies, which mm-hmm. is just, I mean, it can happen the best of, especially on a course where you if you if you're just a little off and you have to re tee, yeah. that score adds up really really fast. Another interesting thing about this tournament is remember when Victor Hovland and Matt Wolf were coming out of college and everyone was like, who would be better? And my answer to that was always. Hovland will be more consistent, but Wolf can go stupid low on occasion. And it was like all of that rolled into one tournament for this tournament. I mean, Victor was just absolutely consistent, and Wolf goes out and shoots 10 under on the first day, and then, you know, he kind of falters. What was it on Saturday? And Yeah, 13 yeah. shots worse than the first day. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's so weird about it is that he shot 13 shots, so and you probably ask him, he's going to say, man, I might have played – Five shots worse or six shots worse. Yeah. But you look at it and it's 13. And it's mm-hmm. like, how does it get away from it? They, that's they play golf. completely different games. But, you know, they still both finish in the top five. Yeah. yeah. A lot of ways to get it done. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? Come back on the other side. Uh, and it was it was just an all-around good Oklahoma State weekend. We're going to we're gonna do an OSU draft. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do an OSU draft. We're going to draft anything associated with Oklahoma State uh, coming up on the other side. And we'll talk a little bit of amateur golf. Involving Oklahoma State as well. Isabella Fierro, Bo Jin, a little Corn Ferry as well. Some guys out there qualifying, doing all that stuff. So we'll uh, clean all that up coming up on the other side and finish it off with our draft. Stay with us here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. Welcome back. Rolling along here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. GolfOklahoma.org. Get subscribed, get the newsletter, get the emails, get all of it. While you're at it, follow us on Twitter at the 73rd Hole, Instagram 73rd Hole. And wherever you are listening to this podcast, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Gentlemen, good weekend in the game of golf. How about Q School for the Corn Ferry Tour? 
Delayed by weather, Saturday was a complete washout down. I believe they're in Savannah. Yeah, they're in Savannah, Georgia. Complete washout on Saturday, so they had to move the final round to today. Third round was played yesterday, so this is still going right now. Zach Fisher uh, leads, but we've got some local guys of note. Sam Stevens currently sits T2 at Corn Ferry uh, Q School at 10 under. Jonathan Brightwell, a couple back at 8 under. He sits in solo fifth. Grant Hirschman also in the top 10. Uh, what were a couple of these other names we saw in here that uh, – are of note. John Pack, T20. Unfortunately, Austin Eckro, Quade Cummins, both well outside the top 40, I believe you were looking at get cards, correct, Tyler? So, it, so this is how it works. If the medalist, who, so whoever wins, will be exempt for the full season and exempt from reshuffles. Players finishing second through 10 and ties will earn exemption status for the first 12 events of the season or through the third reshuffle. So your reshuffles after every four events. And that's, okay, next one. Players finishing 11th through 40 and ties earn exempt status through the first eight events or through the second reshuffle. Then it says the remaining players earn conditional corn fairy status for the season, alternating with the players who finish 78th through 100th on the prior corn fairy regular season money list. So and so, if you make the tournament, you get some status, but you better play good in the first few events, basically. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to get out to a great start. Right. Uh, also, Michael Visaki, T28. Everybody will remember him from last year, the feel-good oh, yeah. feel story. The yep. uh, guy crying after he Monday queued, and then JT kind of paid his way to keep going. And yep. Michael Visaki currently sits T28. Nice. So as long as he just continues to play good golf today, uh, he should be in a good position to get himself a little bit more status as you go along. But obviously what's happening at the top of the leaderboard is incredibly important because, like Taylor said, you win this thing full status. Full status, no reshuffles. You don't have to worry about any of that. And Sam Stevens right now, one back of the leader. Jonathan Brightwell, only three back of the leader. And Grant Hirschman, only four back of the leader. And those guys all have about 14 holes left to play today. So a lot of golf still to be played down in Savannah. Sam Stevens still balling. Still balling, man. The, the Sam Stevens tour last year was a lot of fun. I'm sure it'll be a lot more fun for the rest of those guys now that he won't be playing on it. That's, of course, the yeah. All-Pro Tour, which <laughs> he just turned into the Sam Stevens tour. Yeah. Our, our buddy Cody Burrow, shout out Darsh, uh, he played some, some APT stuff, and I think still does. And he's like, it's just tough going out there knowing that Sam Stevens is going to be 24 under for four rounds, and you've got to go match it. It's, it's like this, <laughs> he, he said it's like this mindset. Like, you know Sam Stevens is taking it super deep. If you want to win, you've got to go super, super deep. Those guys play some serious golf on that tour, as evidenced by the fact that Sam Stevens uh, is yeah. really in great contention to win this tournament. Well, we saw the you know kind of blue blueprint <clears throat> laid out and by Josh Creel, and yeah. I think that you know I think that Sam Stevens definitely has the game and the talent to do that. Hopefully, the cards align just like they did for Josh Creel. You know, I think that Sam Stevens. Good golf travels. It doesn't matter what tour you're playing on, and I think that he'll have a big year on the Corn Ferry Tour uh, if he has any resemblance of what he had last year on the APT. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and so you look at it right now, Stephen, at, at the time of recording, he's in tied third, but he is approximately four shots ahead of what is currently 10th place. And so if you're gonna, if you're not going to win, better finish top 10. It's not one of those things where you're on the last hole and it's a par five. You don't say, well, I need to go ahead and make this – try to make a double eagle to win where it's like you need to just secure that you're top 10 because you're going to be exempt there's no difference yeah essentially yeah Yeah. so because if you fall out of the top 10 it's going to be a lot it's a bigger penalty than it would be yeah and so like someone brightwell who's in uh who's solo fifth right now is two shots ahead of of 10 and 10th and ties do it but that obviously number can fluctuate because t11 and 10th and ties 10th and ties okay so So if there's eight guys tied for eight they're all still going to get that top 10 status. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's and, good. And, That's and if, good. If you have a guy make a punt on the last hole, it could 
make the T10s go to T11s. Oh. And it changes everything. Yeah, big and time. Another thing that I want to kind of clarify that I didn't even realize was the PGA Tour U, like Austin Eckro finished in top five of PGA Tour U. And by what you said to me, Colby, right, he was only exempt through the end of last year, full status on the Corn Ferry. Yeah, fully exempt. And that's through, why he has yeah. to play in this. So he won't have any status if he doesn't finish within the number. He'll but have it, limited it, status. It, uh, well, limited. Yeah, because everyone who's in this event gets a little bit a of little statuses bit. to start okay. the year. Because they had to and, earn and, their way into this okay. field. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. Did, did they go to second stage? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. This stuff's so confusing. It is very confusing. <laughs> it is. I mean, I follow it pretty close, and I don't even understand well, what it makes sometimes. It even, what makes it most confusing is that, like, there's a first stage. First stage isn't the first stage. There's a pre-qualifying. <laughs> there's a pre-qualifier to the first stage, yeah. then the second stage, and then we've got yeah. this. And also what makes it confusing, it kind of changes a lot. Like, we're, we're constantly evolving how we do qualifications well, for these pro tours and stuff. Up until the last few years, there was a PJ Tour qualifying school. Yeah. You can't just go to Q school and get on the tour anymore. Nope. It's not nope. how it works. you got to go to the Corn Ferry. Yeah. And I think it was a great change, in all honesty. Yeah, you go through I, the minor leagues. I mean... The only way to go straight to the tour now is to have those sponsors exemptions. Right. Be a star. Yeah. Like, be a star like Wolf, Morikawa, Hovland, those guys. Speed, yeah. Well, I mean, not just... Yeah, obviously be a star, but we've even seen guys like Quade Cummins get sponsors yeah. or, in yeah, yeah, yeah. the different tournaments and if he would have gone out there and you know finished top 10 he would have gotten into you know some more yeah. some more yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's a good point i was about to say zalatoris but he was leading the corn ferry right. money list for however long right. and and he still finished top 10 didn't even play the turf three-fourths <laughs> of the year right yeah absolutely so uh some great golf going on amateur golf as well the asia amateur pacific champion the asia pacific amateur championship was this past week in dubai and bo Jin, who by the way uh did not qualify for oklahoma state's top five for the east lake cup went over led through 36 holes why is this relevant Relevant. Winner gets an invite to the Masters is why it's relevant. Very relevant. Uh, I think the top, however many get an invite into the Open Qualifying Series, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to see exactly what the qualifications are. But the winner gets an invite to the Masters. Bojan led through 36 holes. Bojan ends up finishing T3, two shots back uh, of the eventual winner of the tournament. So it's a great week for Bojan. It's just Oklahoma State's incredibly deep. This guy almost got himself an invite to the Masters whenever he wasn't even making his college team's top five a couple of weeks ago. So, do you have the the, uh, the, I'm looking the rewards it. pulled up there? I know the winner gets into the Masters, yeah, for sure. 100%. So, shout out to uh, Kita Nakajima, who will be playing in the Masters next week. He fired... Worst round of the four weeks for him was 68. Unfortunately, Bo Jin had a couple of 70s, sandwiching in a Friday 64. So, good performance for Bo Jin. And where was that? I was in Dubai, Dubai, Dubai Creek Golf and Yacht Club. Nice. That's where we need to get uh, somebody to sponsor a 73rd hole golf trip to Dubai. That's what we need. <laughs> if anybody's out there listening and you want to sponsor a 73rd hole golf trip to Dubai, we're in. If we I'm, are so in. If I'm going overseas, I'm going to Scotland, not Dubai. I mean, I would love to go to Scotland, too. Scotland would be higher on the list for me than Dubai, but Dubai would be a pretty cool place to go, play golf. See, I mean, they just took I, a desert, basically, and dumped a bunch of money into it. Yeah. I can find out how to get exempt into the tournament, but I can't figure out what what happens if you don't win. Well, we know, we know, what we know the winner win. makes the Masters. Yeah. We know the winner makes I'm the Masters. I'm pretty sure it's just the winner, right? That, that gets in the Masters, yeah. That gets in the Masters, yes. Like, it's not I like the USAM was, where the runner-up gets in, too. No, no. I think it's just the winner. And the, by the way, he won, Nakajima won in a playoff, so that's... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hmm. The winner receives an invitation to the Masters and the Open Championship. That began in 2018. The winner and runner-up had previously gained entry into international final qualifying for the Open from 2009 to 2017. So I guess that's not a thing anymore. 
Okay, so open for the winner as well. And it says, in 2011, the winner also receives an invitation to the Asia Tour season-ending Thailand Golf Championship. Okay. Which is considered an elite event. Okay, sweet. So there's a lot on the line. Bojan, uh, close, but good week for Bojan. Uh, also on the women's side, Isabella Fierro with a great performance down in Trinity, Texas at the Spirit International Golf Championship. She finishes three shots back of Rose Zhang, who you'll remember from the Augusta uh, Augusta National Women's yep. Amateur yep. a year ago, who nearly had that one locked up. Finishes five shots better than Rachel Heck from Stanford, who was the freshman of the year last year out at Stanford. So Isabella Fierro playing some really good golf. A uh, lot of Oklahoma State in the golf world this week. Leads us into our Oklahoma State draft. This one, we're we doing three or five? We're doing five. We're doing five? Yeah. Okay, five is a lot. There's a Y'all lot. Got, I mean, I, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't have notes. I've got Oklahoma State knowledge There's oozing a lot. Out, of, uh, out of every pool. And we're not body, just doing so. golfers, right? No, no, no. We're doing Oklahoma State University. Any, any not just athletes? No, I, I wasn't doing just athletes. Okay. I was just doing Oklahoma State University. Just it, affiliated with Oklahoma State. Got it. Yeah. All right. We're going to draw cards, see who goes first. We'll do snake draft. Five. I feel like the first card here is pretty key. This this is one where I would like to have the first pick. Queen. Queen. Ace. Oh, Ace. Y'all are the T-dub. worst. I'm gonna Ace get the third low. pick. Yep. Eight. All right. <laughs> I, I, I always get screwed. Taylor, there, Sam, so. me. Y'all go third. All right. Taylor, you get the first pick. Uh, should I go with who the stadium's named after? The best football player in the history of the school. It's this a good is, question. Good question. It's a good question. Give me Barry Sanders. Only you know the answers. That is the obvious answer. Is Barry Sanders? Barry Sanders. Oh no, I lost my pen. I can't write the. Uh, I can't write the results. <laughs> you, you're the probably fidgeting with it somewhere. I probably was. I got no, you. Colby, I think right I took here. it to a different room. Sam's got a pen. <laughs> so Barry Sanders uh, is off the board. I am not going with who you think I'm probably going to go. That's why with. I really want to take Jesus. Pick. Huh? You taking Jesus? I'm not Jesus taking Jesus. Santa <laughs> off the board. Technically, okay. Jesus is associated with every university. Uh, you think about it. All right. So Taylor's got Barry. Sam, fire away. You know. I probably should take Boone Pickens, but I mean, I feel like I should go with Eddie Sutton. Oh, Eddie Sutton, strong. Eddie Sutton court. I'm just going to write Eddie. Eddie is very strong. Colby Boone. So you gave me Boone, so I'm going to go Boone, number one, and then number two, I'm going to go Mike Gundy, best football coach in the school's history. Okay. Pretty good quarterback in his day as well. That means that I will go Thurman Thomas. Pretty good wrestler in his day as well. Thurman off the board. Eddie and Thurman on Sam's team. Taylor, you already got Barry. Still a lot of good options available. He's no longer there, but he's the nicest guy I ever met. Give me Mike McGraw. Oh, McGraw. McGraw's, That's a big one. McGraw's a good dude. It's a good one. Really good dude. Shout out Mike McGraw. All right, another pick, Taylor. I would pick Bratton, but I haven't had as much interaction with him. Um, so I would be just peasing to the crowd. Give me, hmm. I want to go with someone who goes though you like I was joking about. I should pick like Justin Gilbert or something who dropped <laughs> the interception. Uh, give me, let's see, Boone's already gone. You know what? Help build Carson Creek. Give me Mike Holder. Oh, yep. I like it. I like it. Holder did a lot for Oklahoma no, State University. A lot, a whole lot. He was, yeah, Holder was unbelievable for a long um, time. Best friends with Boone. That means that I am going to go. That's a good pin, by the way, Sam. Yeah, it's great. It's a really good pin. <laughs> it's hard to find good pins. I'm going uh, to enjoy using this pin for a long, long time. Man, okay, now I'm going golfers, but I don't know whether to go with Verplank or Tway. They're, you could flip a coin. I mean, Tway won a major. Verplank, you know, has done so much for OSU and had such a great career. Um, you know, since Verplank in a couple weeks is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, I am going with Scott Verplank. Scotty V, I like it. Scott Verplank, ah, oh, man, I'm torn here. 
I'm torn. Ricky's kind of a dark horse because he's still such a crowd favorite. I don't think I'm going to go there quite yet. I'll leave it. If, if one of y'all want to go Ricky, I might leave it. I'm going to go Dez. Dez is very beloved in okay. Stillwater. Oh, got to run out another one. I've gone pretty football heavy so far. Yeah, you have. Gone pretty football heavy. Sean Woods? Um, yeah. Josh Fields? I mean, there's a lot of options here. There's Brandon a lot Lee, of options. Justin Blackman? I'm, I'm going to go with the greatest receiver in the history of college football. Give me Justin Blackman. Okay, well, I'll go John Smith. John Smith, strong. Strong. Do you know who John Smith is, Tyler? Uh, some old basketball player? Red. Not even close. <laughs> what? I don't know. Are you serious? No, I don't. Lack of knowledge from younger <laughs> generations might hurt you on that pick. He was the Oklahoma State wrestling coach forever that won all those national great, titles. Great, great wrestling. Oh. He's basically yeah. the Mike Holder of wrestling. Has, yeah. Hasn't OSU wrestling won more titles than like any Big 12 school in all sports combined or something I like that? I think so, yeah. I think I think Oklahoma State wrestling has like 34. I'd have to go look, but it's a bunch. How many other schools wrestle? Is it a, I know OU um, does, but is it like a like every school does I think, it? I think eight in the Big 12 maybe. I have wrestle, no idea. Something like that. But then I also think they went in and added, like, just for wrestling, they threw in, like, Colorado State and... Isn't, like, Iowa State good at wrestling? They're in the Big 12. Um, I don't know if Iowa State is. I know Iowa or is. Iowa, yeah. Iowa's the best program in the country right now. Iowa, Penn State, no issue. Usually finish one, two, three the yeah. last decade or so. Half decade. So I mean, y'all are way out of my realm here with, with OSU. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, John um, Smith's off the board, Taylor, so I know I, that really I, affects I, your I, list. I mean, it really did. You stole my pick there. All right, I'm going to go Why with... Why OSU golfer still on the board? A lot he, of golfers. He's, yeah. the, he's the fan favorite of golf. Give me Javi. How's Javi still I mean, there? I, I thought about it. I thought about it. He's still there. I got one more? You got one more. Oh, man. This Round is tough. Round out the squad. Is Bob Tway gone yet? Bob Tway is not gone. Give me Bob Tway. Bob Tway is on I'll, the board. Because Bob helped create Kevin Tway, so... We should do that. Or actually, I like Scott Tway. Who's Bob Tway's dad? That's who we should pick. Because he, he started Tway? Papa, Papa Tway. Tway. You want me to just put Papa yeah, put, Tway? Put Papa Tway. Just yeah. put the Tways. Because Kevin Tway and Scott Tway. Now I'm gonna put Papa Tway because we can't we can't be giving Tyler like like three people for his fifth yeah. slot. But well, Papa Tway is a good one. Papa Tway it so, helped create so many Tways in the state of Oklahoma. So now I have a little decision to make. I could go. I feel Whedon. like Mama Tway probably did more of the work. I could go Whedon. I could go. Chucky Three Sticks. I could go Rashawn Woods. That's a good Rick, point. I could Rick, go, Rick, Rick, to I could go Desmond Mason. Ricky's still on the... Oh, D-Mace. D-Mace a good one. Um, I could go Willie Wood. Marcus Smart. I'll go... Cade Cunningham. Yeah. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's a good one. I got to go Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon. Yep. Whedon's strong. Whedon is strong. All right, my last one. It feels weird leaving Ricky off the list. It feels weird, but I'm going to do it because this guy's approval rating after what took place last week is so through the roof. Mike Boynton is beloved by Oklahoma State. <laughs> that fans. is such a pandering pick. It is not because I love Mike Boynton too. I drove to Stillwater Friday night he, for an exhibition game look, to support I love, Mike Boynton. I love Mike Boynton. You know, I think he's a great guy, but you're going to pick him over guys like Desmond Mason? He's beloved. I mean, so is, so is Desmond Mason, uh, who I also worked with for a couple of years. He's a great guy, and I really <laughs> like So my apologies to D-Mace for not putting you on my list. But Should we go one more round? I, should we go one more round? I don't know. Let's go I, one more round. I mean, there's a lot still on the board, so does that mean it's me? Yeah. All right, well, then I'm going D-Mace. Okay. I was saving you there. Then I want to go Willie. Ooh, Willie. Willie Wood's good. Tyler? Well, you, 
Ricky's still on the board. I can't pick Ricky. I yeah, can't. yes, you can. Can't Let's see Ricky. how long he goes until he picks Ricky. No, we, we can't just Look. keep adding rounds. I, I would take Ricky in the next round for the record. Would you? I would take Ricky in. I've debated taking Ricky the last three rounds and haven't done it. Oh, but. my God. We missed an obvious one, I oh, think. Oh, who did we miss? Just throw it out. Henry Iba. Yeah, Henry Iba. That's mega old school, though. Yeah. That's mega. That's older than John Smith, ain't it? Much, much older. <laughs> much older. <laughs> That's like pre World War Two, I think. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm just not post. just pandering to our show. He is literally the only person who's an OSU fan who said that I root for OU when they're not playing OSU. Give me TG. TG. Yeah. TG on the board. On the board. All right, we got to stop at six rounds. We're going to okay. run out of characters on the tweet to send the poll. So here's the teams. Tyler's got Barry Sanders, Mike McGraw, Mike Holder, Victor Hovland, uh, Mama Tway, which produced all or the other Tway. Grandma Tway, however you want to phrase Yeah, Mama Tway's good. TG, uh, Sam, you've got Eddie Sutton, Thurman Thomas, Scott Verplank, John Smith, wrestling great, Brandon Whedon, and Willie Wood. I've got Boone Pickens, Mike Gundy, Des Bryant, Justin Blackman, Mike Boynton, and Desmond Mason. I've got two Deses on my team. That's yeah. strong. Strong team, strong squad. That was kind of in my wheelhouse, so I'm gonna be disappointed if I don't if I don't come out on top <laughs> on this poll. You went with OSU football, but I went with OSU golf essentially. You gotta Besides have Barry pistols Sanders. firing. Tweet that one out. Oh yeah, we'll get a retweet. <laughs> we gotta get a retweet on the OSU draft. Got to. What's Barry Sanders more famous for? His football or his car dealership? Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> lean football. I'm gonna lean football. Do they still not have a statue of him? Yeah, what shout are out, they doing up shout there? Out football. Uh, they are honoring Barry Sanders. They're building a statue right now. He's getting honored at the game this Saturday. Uh, they're blacking out Boone Pickens Stadium. I'm assuming they're going to wear some retro 1988 throwbacks, That'd be which sick. would be sick. Uh, and it's a night game, 7 p.m. Stadium's going to be blacked out. So, by the way, their helmets this week were fire. Their their helmets, their are jerseys nasty. are Every always week. the best. They're number two behind Oregon. I like OSU's jerseys. I do. They're great. They're one of the few programs that never wears the same uniform combo twice in a season. But it's not the jerseys. It's the helmets the that helmets just set sick. it off. I think the helmets two the weeks only, ago were actually The better. only helmet that I don't like is the one with all the designs on it. The the Mega Pete? No, no, I like that. Oh, you're talking about the uh, brand with like the sheriff's yep, badge yep, and all that stuff? Yep. Yeah, I That's like the only that one. one I don't like. It's a little busy, but I, I kind of like that one the, too. The Mega Pete, I love that one. Yeah. What were you going to say, Tyler? I totally forgot. Something about uh, <laughs> something about Barry Sanders. Oh, yes, yes. That's what I was going to say. I, I don't mean to point out the obvious here, but why in the world does it take 35 years to build a statue? Barry Tyler, Barry? I don't know. Well, I really well, don't know. Did he have a, a beef with the university? Or no. I mean, seriously. Wh- no. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why Barry Sanders like, doesn't have a statue Like, yet. even uh, he's by far the best player in OSU history and probably the best college football player ever. Well, statues are expensive. They spend too much on the stadium. Ah, fair enough. I mean, it costs a lot of money to water Carson Creek. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. By the way, I didn't really incorporate, I was going to say much golf, any golf into my Did my you lineup. really not? Wait, I mean, who, you who, have zero golf? Oh, I was about to say, I thought you that had Whedon. Count. I thought you had Whedon. But I mean, so that Boone would count. paid for everything. It doesn't count as golf. Boone paid for everything everywhere. <laughs> Boone rests at Carson Creek. I thought you guys that, were at a golf a school. Point. He rests at Carson Creek. I thought OSU was a golf He had his school. childhood home transported I took, I from took, Dallas. I took all the golfers off the board. That was a problem. <laughs> so did I. That's a good point. Yeah. I had Verplank. Who else did I have? Willie. Right, and, these are strong. You had Verplank, Willie Wood, and uh, Brandon Whedon's a golfer. Yeah, he yeah. played on the golf team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's a pretty solid list. What did we miss today? I feel like we missed something. I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys watch Yellowstone last night? Uh, we watched the first episode. 
because uh, I was recording Pistols Firing last night, and then we ran out of time. I thought it was going to be a two-hour episode. I didn't realize it was two episodes. Yeah, two one-hour episodes. Yeah. So we're going to watch the second one-hour episode tonight. Do you watch Yellowstone, Tyler? Not yet. Oh, man. Dang. Colby, can we please start doing a spoiler alert Like, and just say, hey, spoiler alert, and then start doing a recap? Huh? This is what we're going to do. We need to set an actual timer each week, 60 seconds. And mm-hmm. it, it dings in the back, and when it goes off, we stop talking. Okay. We get everything into 60 seconds, boom, done, and we give a spoiler alert, a spoiler alert out before, so if people want to skip ahead, they can skip ahead. Do you want to, like, leave the room, or do you want to listen to our 60-second recap How many episodes of the first... are in a uh, season? Uh, we're on season four now. I think there's probably 10 episodes a season for the first yeah. three. So That sounds about Have right. Have they said how many seasons? I don't know. Be... It might be longer th- this because... This is the last season. Because uh, this yeah. is my thing. I don't want to watch it all and then get caught up and then have to wait each week for the episode. So it's like, uh, okay. like once the four seasons, like halfway You're not going to get caught up. Yeah, by the time you were to watch the first three seasons, because it's only going to be airing for the next, what, eight weeks? Something like that? Yeah. So, well, they'll probably take off for the holidays or something. So it'll probably be airing till mid-January. I, I think January. you would be hard-pressed to catch up. It's a great show, though. It's a great show. I, I, I'm yet to hear anyone tell me that's a bad show. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Should we do our sixty seconds on the first one? Oh, I don't have the timer. I don't have the time here. We'll just do. Uh, we'll just do I an the actual timer. phone timer. I have one specific thought. What right. I want to say. Phone timer. One minute. T Dub, close your ears. Here we go. Oh, I don't care. Fire away. <laughs> it's it's not spoiler the, alert. It'll go spoiler, spoiler alert. If you watched the first episode of Yellowstone, spoiler alert. I said it for sixty nine seconds. Just episode one. Yeah, just episode, just episode one. Is it's. it's John Dutton, 50 Cent, I mean, he gets shot and never <laughs> dies. Never dies. No one ever dies. You can't kill John Dutton. You can't kill John Dutton. I don't understand can't it. Can't be done. Okay, and, and did they ever explain, like, Casey got shot, and they Casey just kind of, you know, rolled over that, they and then he was like, just fine. went forward a little bit, and now Casey's fine. Uh, they're all fine. Everybody's do like, fine. Do you like Beth or hate Beth? Oh, love Beth. I hate Beth. Love Beth. Beth's back is tore up she from that bomb. Crazy. Oh well, yeah, she's mega crazy. Yeah, she's mega crazy. But that's what makes it fun. Yeah. If she wasn't mega so crazy, who, it wouldn't be fun. So who do you think did it? Who put out the hit? Oh, I think it was Jamie. I think it was Jamie and his dad. You think it was Jamie? I think it was Jamie and his dad. Yeah, I think Jamie and his dad got together with the developer people and sent them after him. Okay, that's it. Three seconds. Final thoughts. I got thirteen does, seconds. Does Dutton, Shout out Tate. D- does Dutton die? Timer's going off. Can't answer it. You know what's you gotta funny? answer yes or no by the end of the by the end of the season. Does yes. he die? Yes. You know what's funny is that I don't watch the show, but I literally knew everything y'all were talking about. There you go. <laughs> the social media keeps everybody up to date. I, I'm not on social media. I think it's Randy that told me everything. Probably because he says y'all watch Yellowstone. He asked me like every other day, and I'm like, no, I hadn't watched it yet. Then he'll just start rattling off what happens in the show. Yeah, sounds about right. He, he's a walking talking spoiler alert. Sounds about right. With, with, right. with no alert. Uh, what's going on? With no, with alert. no alert. What, uh, what's being played this week in the game of golf? Houston uh, Open. Oh, Houston. Big event. It's weird that they moved it. Yeah, it is. I still don't. It's don't weird like, having Houston I don't fall. like it this time of year. I liked it the week before Augusta. Yeah. I like it a lot better than Valero. At Redstone yeah, or same. Golf Club of Houston or same. whatever. Yeah, I liked it a lot better whenever it was a week before Augusta. Because I've, I've played that. TBC San Antonio. It is nothing like Augusta. Not even close. <laughs> yeah. All right. Everybody head over to golfoklahoma.org. Subscribe. Get on the email list. Do all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter at the 73rd hole. Instagram 73rd hole. We're back uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. We'll preview Houston. Have a little more fun. Maybe we'll find something else to draft. The drafts are fun. Vote for our teams. Twitter at the 73rd hole. Go vote for our Oklahoma State teams as uh, Oklahoma State had a good week on the golf course over the weekend. Hopefully it's a better week for Houston. I mean, they lost the World Series. They had an Astro World. They've had a tough couple weeks. It's been a rough couple weeks. 
for Houston. Rough so couple weeks. Hopefully the PGA Tour brings some happiness. Absolutely. Should be a lot of fun. We'll figure out the strength of field, too. Strength field is going to be a fun guessing game this week in Houston. All right, good stuff. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're back later in the week with more here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.